Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Hello, love. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Well, hello, love. Welcome to the show. Come on in. Spend some time with us here on this Monday morning. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. I already finished my coffee this morning. I've been Come trying to get because you, 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 I'm sure you all can hear me trying to clear my throat. I got the crud in my throat. I'm trying to get it out. The coffee is gone, and I'm drinking the uh, S. Pellegrino fizzy water. I am trying. I'm not doing the let's get healthy thing too much, but I have pretty much decided, Bob, kind of following along in your footsteps. I'm giving up the Pepsi. I'm giving up the uh, the soda pop almost exclusively. I'm going back to just trying to stick with my water that I used to drink all the time. Well, good for you, Howard, because the trouble with Pepsi, Pepsi is really, really good. But I just, I, I can't control myself. I drink it all day long. I, you know, I'll go, oh, I'm just going to have it here. Or I'll just have it with Pepsi or with, with pizza. It, it, it doesn't work. Next thing you know, that's all I'm drinking. So, yes, I'm attempting again. Very proud of you, Howard, for giving it away because... You weren't just drinking it in the morning. You, no, you, no. you liked it too, didn't you? Oh, no, no, no. I, you know, going to any meal, let me have, uh, you know, a Pepsi. Um, and the, yeah, and it's not just Pepsi, but at home, you know, I have root beer or I have uh, whatever we have around the house. I'm trying. I'm not, I'm not like swearing off of it. My God, if I catch me drinking a soda, you know, condemn me to hell. But I'm trying to spend almost all of my liquid time with with my water yeah but i uh, i bought a couple cases of water howard so we'll see how that goes i just don't like it i I'm, i know that i sound like a baby i just don't like to drink it it's ugh. you should try i'm not being funny you should try this fizzy water that i have it it has the feel of i read a review of the best sparkling waters and this one s pellegrino you feel like you're drinking a drink not just just plain water it has just enough fizz to it. There's I'm no smarter f- than that, Howard. I know I'm drinking you know, water. You, you got you got to allow your brain to be fooled, pal. You got to allow your brain to be fooled. Otherwise, you'll just feel like you're drinking water. So I, I mean, I I enjoy this. I drink a lot of it. Once I get into it, making the switch is the hard thing. I used to just drink almost exclusively water, and then I got back in the habit of soda pop, and that was pretty much it. I've even at restaurants now taken to. Just stick with water. Don't even ask for iced tea or something. I just have water. I, so, water with lemon. Why is that a why? And I always say yes. I say I just I just want water. Water with lemon. Yes. Why do I? Why? What's the deal about water? Just with about lemon? everybody does that, and I, I I want no part of the lemon. I don't want lemon in my tea. I don't want lemon in my in my water. It's uh, eight twelve here on the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Thirty degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Twenty seven degrees of the Highland. Twenty four in Elm Grove. Haven't changed much. Twenty eight degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Mostly cloudy, up to around forty eight degrees during the day today. Brad McLenny coming up in a minute or two. We'll talk about uh, well a couple of things, but I want to talk about how Groundhog Day has become so um, 
political this year in West Virginia. I guess it's an election year. Anything's political. Bob, we know that we're talking with Adam about how it just seems like everywhere there's some kind of real weird weather anomaly right now. California's got the heavy rains. And, you know, we've, we've seen places that normally are dry that get inundated. We see places that are normally uh, full of rain, not have any. You know, we tend to attribute it all to a global climate change or global warming, as they say. Uh, as the atmosphere heats up, some of these things change. So, Bob, if we're going to stop global warm, warming, you have any thoughts on, on what needs to be done to stop global warming at the at the elemental level? Because I've got a weird suggestion. This what week. is your weird suggestion? Well, this is not mine. Scientists are working on a way to address global warming. Space umbrellas. Oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> This is in the magazine Futurism. Uh, a physics professor at the Asher Space Research Institute and director of the Techion Israel Institute of Technology uh, plans to build a prototype for a giant umbrella that would cover an area roughly the size of Argentina. <laughs> and then they would have a, a swarm of smaller umbrellas launched into space to go elsewhere around the world. They say this would then block some of the sun's radiation from uh, coming down and, 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 and engaging in global warming. Now, who am I to dis dissuade scientists from trying anything? But the concept of solving global warming by putting giant umbrellas up in space, first of all, if you have a giant umbrella up in space, a bunch of them, the first one's going to be the size of Argentina. The others will be smaller all around the world. How am I going to shoot a rocket up? Are we ever going to go to the moon or Mars or anything? Are we ever going to send, you know, the space? It's, they're all going to be covered with umbrellas. And there's like uh, space debris, right? And there's all kind of stuff floating around up there. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, when a heavy rock hits your umbrella, it puts a hole in it. I mean. Big hole. Yeah. What happens to space debris? Just. I, yeah, I was. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to rethink about that. I, I do not think it's going to work. Mr. Rosen's team is looking for anywhere between 10 and $20 million in federal funding to create their prototype to show that this will work. Mm. I, I said, far be it for me to discourage people thinking outside the box, but I, I'm just saying I think that may be, uh, for me, a little bit too outside the box. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. If you want to join me, you can. 304-214-1600, Frio Stack, Auction Service, Text Line. Um, Let me ask you this while you're scanning through the uh, text line. Howard, yes, did you catch any of the Grammys last night? I did. Only a minute or two after our grandson left, great-grandson left. Um, didn't have time to watch a show. I wanted to watch True Detective. Didn't have a chance for that. So we ended up uh, having the, the Grammys just on. We watched them. Uh, and all I saw was Taylor Swift. Well, what I'm looking at here is, and I'm not being funny, I'm just I'm just reporting what I see. It, it looks like almost all of the female stars left their bras ears at home, Howard. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pay that close Even attention. Even Gail King, I think she left <laughs> hers hanging at home. I didn't pay attention to that. What I paid attention to, we, we tuned in just as they were announcing the um, uh, album of the year, pop album of the year, something like that. And they ran through all of them. You know, it was uh, Kelly Clarkson and I forget who all was involved. And then um, and Taylor Swift. And I said to my wife, I said, why do they even bother? Why do they even bother to run down all the? Because we all know who's going to win. 
And, and I was right. And the Grammy goes to Taylor Swift. I mean, and she was the big winner of everything last night. That's all we saw was a few minutes of that. And then I, you know, I've said before, she's a sweet little girl. I don't want to, I'm not upset with her like the Trumpies are. I'm not upset with her like the people that say we shouldn't pay attention to her at the Super Bowl are. Um, but she used her Grammy acceptance of speech to announce when her new album's coming out. To me, that's kind of tacky. You know, didn't she use the acceptance of speech to thank people? She wasn't talking to you, Howard. She was talking to her fans. She, I, it, no, it, it, and that's exactly what she said. That is exactly what she said. Hey, I want to say something my fans will be excited about. Here's my new album. It's like, really? You know, can't you, don't you want to thank your producer or your somebody? Thank Kelsey. Your boyfriend? Yes, yeah, the yes, tight end for exactly. Kansas City? Thank somebody else. So, anyways, to answer your question, I only watched a bit of it. I understand, and I'm going to have to go back and watch. Um, Joni Mitchell did uh, Both Sides Now. Great song. I love that song. Back from the 60s. Um, she's 80, I think, and uh, she did the song. I'm told, I saw from on Facebook, she did a great job with that. I want to go back and watch that. It's a great song. There's Billy Joel. He looks about 85. Well, we're all getting older. It's 818 on the Watchdog Morning Show, and we shall be talking with Brad McElhinney coming up next. Score great savings on your bathroom project now at Menards. Max has more than 1,000 shower doors, bathtubs, and showers to add luxury and style to your bathroom. Right now, get a Max Hanna white corner shower kit with a brush nickel door for just $13.99.99. Check out this and other great deals. Going on now during Menards Super Sale. Price is good through February 11th. Save big money at Menards. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information. Or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuard West Virginia. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Are you going to Scarborough? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Remember me to one who lives there. She once was a true love of mine. Monday morning bumper music from Simon and Garfunkel today, which is great. They are absolutely among my top favorite performers. Uh, 
love them. And as you all know, it was Simon and Garfunkel that I used for my very first theme song way back in 1960, I think it was 68. My very first theme song when I did the very first radio show I ever did, Teen Line, Teens Talking on Teen Topics. And for some reason that is totally beyond my ken, to do a talk show, I picked for the theme song The Sounds of Silence. I To this day, I talk. I don't understand that, but but I did. But I still love Simon and Garfunkel. Brad McElhenney is with us from Metro News. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Howard. Usually I come on and there's a discussion underway about food. This time there was uh, Grammy's cultural overview. And I would say, Howard, if you haven't checked it out yet, there was uh, just a great duet between Tracy Chapman and the country star Luke Bryan yes. on Fast Car that is not to be missed. Get up your YouTube and check it out. Uh, I, as one of my Facebook friends mentioned that. My uh, great-grandson, four, four weeks old, came to visit last night, so I spent the evening with uh, my first visit with uh, the great-grandson. I hate oh, to say that. That makes me a great-granddad. <laughs> Jeez. But... Um, uh, so I didn't get to see much. I turned the Grammys on just in time to see Taylor Swift get her award. But I, I did see somebody else say that that, uh, that duet you mentioned with Tracy Chapman and uh, who was it? Luke Bryan? Luke Bryan. Yeah, I heard th- I heard that was very good, too. I w- I'll have to go back and check on uh, some of those because it sounds good. Um, and I don't, I don't even know why they bothered to read out the other nominees. When Taylor Swift is in it, we know she's going to win. She wins everything anymore. Uh, you know, there were some other award winners. Miley Cyrus, who you may remember as Hannah Montana, now a grown-up adult. Yeah. Uh, I think got single of the year. I forget what, but she is not the single of the year. I mean, maybe she is. I don't know. <laughs> she might be. We don't know. <laughs> the, the record was. So. Uh, Grammys is the only, again, I couldn't watch it last night because the great-grandson was there. Um, and that's certainly not a not a choice to make and, and with the great-grandson. But uh, Grammys is about the only one of the award shows I watch anymore. Um, and I actually watch, uh, is it the Tonys, the Broadway show? I don't see many Broadway yeah. shows, but I do like, to, I love Broadway, so I watch that. Most of the award shows, I just, I don't, I just don't watch them anymore. I don't know. They've, I guess I'm getting too old for it. I'm getting too old for everything, though, Brad, so I just openly admit that. <laughs> uh, hey, I wanted to – look, there's important so, stuff to talk about, and I want to get to the important stuff like the, the Southern Regional Jail and a few other things. But it, it must be an election year because Groundhog Day has become a political football. Groundhog Day has become a political football in West Virginia. Jim Justice says Biden punished us by taking away Groundhog Day. Joe Manchin says he saved Groundhog Day. Apparently there's an argument between our, uh, the Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and our uh, Wildlife Center people. Uh, how can Groundhog Day become a political football? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I People relate, I guess, to the cuteness of French Creek Freddy and would not want him to be uh, deprived of the right to be awakened and see or not see his shadow. My first take when I heard a bit about what the governor had to say was, all right, I can understand your, your normal debates about federal overreach and that whatever is going on with the regulation of, I think it's U.S. Fish and Wildlife at, at the West Virginia Wildlife Center, that may be in the realm where you could agree or disagree, whether it's too much regulation. Uh, but the governor went a step farther, you know, and as you may realize, he is running for U.S. Senate. You're kidding me. Really? Tra- traditionally has been inclined toward hyperbole. 
So he he cast it as weaponization of the U.S. government against French Creek Freddy, uh, said that, that the Biden administration was lashing out, targeting West Virginia. And I thought that is a bit much for me. I, I just can't imagine that you'd, you'd really go to the trouble about an obscure groundhog. You know, uh, you know, and, and what came out later was Lori Kersey of West Virginia Watch has a nice story that uh, I think went up late last week. It's still as of this morning was at the top of that publication's online website. And it said that Fish and Wildlife has been trying to work this out with the state. It has to do with secondary fencing. And there are animals there that are more dangerous than groundhogs. Bears. Uh, and, bears. Know, bears. It's bears. talking about bears, among other things. The, the, <laughs> the bear population increased around that area. Yeah, and so it, it protects the animals within. It, it keeps the animals that are within from getting out. And the U.S. government has, has had concerns that it's been trying to work out for months about the secondary fence. So, again, I mean, maybe you think that's government regulatory overreach, but it's it was not a sudden French Creek Freddy targeting. And, and uh, as you point out, in the, at least according to the West Virginia Watch story, um, the agriculture department, whoever it is, they 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 claim that they've been trying. They don't. They they're not even getting callbacks on this. What they want is a perimeter fence belt to keep the bears out and to protect those who are the the, the wildlife that is inside there. Which, frankly, to me, doesn't seem like overreach. Sounds like a reasonable request. But I, you know, I, I, if you would like for French Creek Freddy to remain alive and cuddly <laughs> and not dinner, maybe the fence is a good idea. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, but but they say that. The Wildlife Center has has not been responsive, hasn't returned calls, essentially, just has just ignored them. However, apparently, and you can help me with this, I think it was in an interview on West Virginia Outdoors, uh, a spokesperson for the Wildlife Center said, no, 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 we, we've gotten them all kinds of information. So here we are once again debating, you know, who's right did did they just ignore them did the state ignore the feds did the feds lie about the state i i don't know all i know is everybody's making hay off of french creek freddy <laughs> or french creek freddy who by the way didn't see a shadow and that means early spring uh so we got that going for us but i had to there was a there was a secondary issue about trout stocking and the governor again uh went off the deep end went into hyperbole and said that West Virginia's trout stocking program is endangered. And, uh, that, again, that story by Laurie Kersey has, I think, West Virginia's Wildlife Center saying that was a mischaracterization and that the, the West Virginia officials have actually reached out to the federal government with a program intended to uh, maintain the trout stocking program. And I read into it that there has been uh, cooperation and coordination on that one. So, yeah, it sounds from Lori's story, it sounds like there were a, a, some, a handful of what tributaries or areas where there was concern about the trout stalking. There need to be some some um, preventive measures put in there to prevent to protect some of the the the, the, the smaller fish. endangered fish in there. But apparently. Uh, the state has kind of worked with the feds on this, and they've come up to some agreement. In fact, if I if I interpret what uh, the Washington Watch story said, I think they said basically they've already resolved the problem. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you only heard uh, the the first glimpse of this 
what, middle of last week, uh, it's either been resolved or should be resolved. Or it, it was not nearly the DEFCON 5 that it was originally presented as. I just have to laugh. The governor says, first of all, that the, the, the Biden is punishing us by refusing to allow French Creek Freddy to see his shadow. Governor Manchin, when he, the next day, basically says, I saved Groundhog Day. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, oh, man, alive. But we all care about the groundhog, I guess. So, all right. I can, just you imagine to... if, can you imagine if Manchin was still running for Senate and those two were potentially matched up? The, the hot issue of the campaign could be the groundhog. <laughs> groundhog, could be the woodchuck. French Creek Freddy. And who cares more for French Creek Freddy? jeez. Eh, I, I, I wanted to take a minute or two to talk about that. It just it boggles my mind that... I think, in fact, I think Lori Kersey, when she wrote the story, she said, I can't believe this is my third story about French Creek Freddy that I'm, that I'm writing this week. Um, but it, and on it goes, because it's West Virginia, and sometimes we put these things forward. Brad, there are more important things to talk about. You had a piece today, or last night at least, I saw at WVMetroNews.com, uh, about the southern regional jail, and actually jails around, regional jails around the state where there's been a great deal of concern, particularly at the Southern Regional Jail, but all jails, about the conditions of the jail, about the conditions for the inmates, about the conditions of the facility itself. The inspector general recently appointed, actually, is um, making surprise visits there. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I took that to be, in general, a positive sign. I mean, you can disagree maybe with what he's looking at or his approach or maybe his judgment wouldn't be the same as yours but that that position was created last year by the legislature to be an independent set of eyes in the department of homeland security the inspector general uh the the person who occupies that position is mike honaker a former delegate who was a virginia state trooper ex-marine and you know he's he's now asserting that independence to to he says go in unannounced to all of West Virginia's jails and prisons. He's spending a, a full day at each zone, six or seven hours, and is not only looking at the facilities, the, the, the cells, the bathrooms, the kitchen accommodations, the medical facilities, but he says he's pulling aside both workers and, and inmates I think we lost Brett. I think something went goosey there. Yes, he dropped off, Howard. He dropped off. Let's give him one second or two to get back, and then otherwise we'll take a break and we'll see what. Uh... He was ha- he was at a uh, I think at a car dealership. He was having a, a car repaired. He told me. Let's see if this is him. Let's see if he's back. Checking in to see if it's Brad back with us again. Brad, I thought Our, I, I thought I'd done something offensive, and I just irritated you, and you hung up on me or something. So yeah, I'm on my cell phone, and I got another call, and it came up with those three options. Does that ever happen to you? Yes. And I every time I see that, I panic, and I'm like, I can't process these three options. <laughs> what am I so supposed I the, to do? What do I, I do? What am I supposed to one. do? <laughs> I, I accidentally picked end call and accept. Uh, so I, I ended my conversation with you when I hadn't intended to. And then I realized what I'd done and didn't even speak to whoever else was trying to call me. I just hung up on them, and then I, I panicked and called you back. But So he's, Honaker is going in, and he is, um, you know, unannounced arriving, picking who he wants to talk to among the workers and among the jailed population and asking them fairly in-depth about what they experience on a typical day. Um, in, in the case of the jailed people, they're – 
the grievance process, what happens if they need medical attention, uh, all of these things. And he's going to compile a report in a few months to provide it to the legislature and to the governor. He um, He's going in, as you point out, unannounced. Doesn't tell him he's coming. Just start, you know, kind of knocks on the door. Says, "Here I am. I want to talk to some people and see what's going on." I'm sure that doesn't sit well with some plate people. Probably, in particular, in the southern regional jail, where there's so many problems we've heard about. But it's the right way to do things, it seems to me. He said that, in general, he's been welcomed by the the jail superintendents, uh, who he characterizes as, as proud to show off their facilities. So, you know, I, I, I there was some quibbling with with. His approach on when I when I posted that story on Twitter, I mean, mainly those who were criticizing uh, just believe that, as far as I could tell, that you know he's he even though he's Inspector General, he is a government official, and I think the perception is that he would go easy on the agencies of government. But I, I mean, I don't know what else you want. I, I don't. I'm not sure what other way there would be except for to have. An independent authority through an inspector general, again, show up unannounced, pull aside the people he wants to talk to. Um, uh, what else is there beyond that? What else could you do? No, I mean, that that is the way. If, if you have concerns about an area, that's the way an investigation ought to be done. And I'll be curious to see what, uh, if he doesn't draw conclusions, at least what things he has to report when he reports back to the legislature. Listen, I better let you get back to the unaccepted call. Let's see. <laughs> hey, uh, so I hope- as I as I mentioned, I'm at the uh, auto dealer getting my kids' annual vehicle inspection. I think it was them saying the car is ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> and and if it, was, if it was Hoppy Kerchival, don't tell him that I'm the one that, that you ended up hanging up on him. You don't tell Hoppy it, that. If it and if it was Taylor Swift, then you and I are both in the we're town. both in trouble. <laughs> Brad, have a good day. Thanks for your help today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Howard. Brad McElhinney. News this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I do that all the time, though. You know, he's right. You're talking to somebody on your cell phone, and all these options come up. You know, end call, join call, hold call. I don't know what to do, and you just push a button, and it's a mess. Eight thirty-five, twenty-five to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of texts coming in. We'll get to those in a minute or two. Frio Stack Auction Service text line. If you want to use it, we'll also be taking a look at the Streetscape project in Wheeling. The paving has been moved up on Main Street. That's a good thing. We'll talk about that and more coming up as the Watchdog Morning Show moves on. But first, Ohio Valley headlines from Taylor Long. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Tither Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 5th. There was a shooting in a Pittsburgh neighborhood resulting in the death of one man and injuries to two others. Officials say the shooting took place around 6.30 p.m. on Saturday at the 1800 block of Broadhead Fording Road in Ferrywood. The location was a Salvation Army branch where a baby shower was underway. The deceased was identified as a 19-year-old Antoine Dorsey of Pittsburgh. One was critically wounded and transported to the hospital, while the other left the scene independently before being hospitalized. In some traffic news, starting today, a section of West Virginia 180 in New Martinsville near the Van Camp Bridge will be limited to one lane from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. For bridge maintenance, drivers are urged to slow down and expect delays in the area. Please note that the schedule may change due to bad weather or unexpected events. And in Ohio County, a section of I-70, both eastbound and westbound lanes in Wheeling, will experience lane restrictions near the Middle Creek bridges. This will occur from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. today and tomorrow for the installation of guardrails. 
Drivers are advised to reduce speed and anticipate delays. An alternate route available is U.S. 40. Staying in the Mountain State, Governor Jim Justice, along with the WVDOH, is seizing the opportunity presented by the recent warm spell to launch Operation RIP Potholes. With the weather currently mild and forecasted to reach the 50s and 60s in the coming weeks, the WVDOH has coordinated with asphalt plants in Princeton and Morgantown to commence operations today. This move aims to capitalize on the momentum generated by the opening of a plant in Polka in the last week of January. And lastly, looking to Belmont County, a 7% increase in commercial crashes on I-470 over the last year has driven Ohio State Highway Patrol troopers to focus on enforcement and crash reduction on the interstate. Troopers from the St. Clairsville Post will be conducting what's known as a problem site identification program on I-470. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. The team continues to roll as they set their sight for their 20th win of the season. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restriction supply, see site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. An opportunity for the Mountaineer men's basketball team to regroup and get some rest this week. WVU does not play until Saturday when they head to Texas for a game Saturday against the Texas Longhorns, and then they'll keep that going and play against TCU one week from today. As for back on Saturday, West Virginia just did not have it in its game against BYU. Cougars come into the Coliseum, crowd of over 11,000 on hand. West Virginia falls 86-73. to Proficient three-point shooting from BYU, to no surprise. They hit 13 threes, and they absolutely rolled it in the lane. They scored 38 paint points as West Virginia goes down 86-73. Meanwhile, the WVU women's team was also in action against BYU. Yeah, it would make sense if both the men and the women were in the same city at the same time, kind of a doubleheader thing. But instead, the WVU women were in Provo, and they rolled over BYU by a score of 76 to 69, sixth consecutive win for WVU, their 19th win of the season. 
That had me doing some digging to find out how soon in a season West Virginia has won 20 games before. It has not happened often. 2010, West Virginia goes 29-6. and Their 20th win came on January the 30th. In 2011, they went 24-10. and Their 20th win came on February 1st. West Virginia positions itself for a win. They return to action tomorrow night. They can get win number 20. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168 or visit FrioandStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. When I left my home and my family, I was no more than a boy in the company of strangers. In the quiet of the railway station, let them scare it's 8.42, 18 to the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob Slider, Howard Monroe, welcoming you in for uh, this program. Give us a call. Give us a text. 304-214-1600 is the text line. 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Or call us at 304-232-8255. going to be a nice day today. Clear skies. Temperatures eventually get up to 48. They're not there right now. Uh, as I checked around just a minute ago, everything is still where it was this morning. 30 at the airport, 27 at the Highlands. Bumped up one degree in my backyard in Elm Grove, 25 degrees. Still 28 here, Bob? It uh, It's up to 29. 29 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. But uh, it's going to be a nice day today. And it's going to be a pretty nice week. Tomorrow, pretty much the same as today. Wednesday, the same, a little bit warmer. Uh, begins to cloud up on Thursday and Friday, and some rain comes in on the weekend. Uh, stick around next hour. It's going to be, I think, really interesting. It's been almost exactly a year since the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And if you think back to a year ago, a lot of attention was paid to that train derailment. Uh, toxic chemicals were released into the air. A huge plume of smoke was seen. There was concern that the water was going to be, uh, well, was uh, infected uh, and, and rolling downstream. And now it's a year later, and are things any better? Uh, Rebecca Kiger, who we talked to about a year ago uh, as a photographer from the local area, had gone up there and taken some pictures. They've been uh, featured in the Washington Post, among other places. And um, now she has spent much of the last year talking to the residents, spending time with the residents, and is uh, featured as part of the cover story on Time Magazine this week, as well as in the Washington Post again. She's going to be here in studio with us coming up next hour. I, I, I re this is the on-the-ground kind of stuff that I want to get, Bob. You know, she's been there. She's talked to these people. For a long time, not just a quick in and out one day visit. You know, it's not just um, Nora Roberts flying in and doing a quick interview, but she spent time on the ground with these people. So I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up next hour. Stick around. I think that will be uh, will be pretty good. Let's see here. Good morning, Mr. Monroe and powerful Pierre. Your legacy, Howard, a proud grandfather. Yes, a man willing to stand up for his convictions. 
no matter how crazy or illogical they may be. All right. I think that was from Abe. Thank you, Abe. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's again, I you just joined us. I was talking in the last hour a little bit about legacy. Uh, I met a woman yesterday who was talking about my mother had taught her how to read. And she couldn't read, and my mother took extra time as a teacher to teach her how to read. And she, this this woman now has become a teacher. She's retired now, but she had become a reading teacher. She was all because of your mother. And I had a lot of that when my mom passed away. The legacy was children who learned from her. I was sort of wondering what's my legacy going to be. But I think, as Bob said, family is is the important thing. Yeah, but you're so much more than that, Howard. You've been doing this a long time, <laughs> lifelong broadcaster who happens to be a Hall of Famer. So that's well, your that legacy. that is true, too. I, but uh, I'm not looking for that, – that's true. That's true, and, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, we were talking about the uh, I-470. Bartender's best friend. How's that? You What's want that? that? Bar- a bartender's best friend. Oh, well, it used to be. <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> once a, Look, but uh, hey, I wasn't alone, pal. Oh, you were never alone. Once upon a time, there would be afternoons when uh, Slider and Monroe would walk in and, and uh, they would go, boss, we're having a good day it's today. It's on, yes. <laughs> uh, Frio Stack, Oxford Service text line. We were talking about the I-470 trucker, uh, the, sh- the trucker who got shot in the face on I-470 last week. And we now kind of believe that uh, the state police believe another trucker stopped, said, can I help you? And then shot him in the face and moved on. So we're talking about that and trying to track him down and so on. Frio Stack, Ox Service text line. Did they search the area for a tossed weapon? Uh, did he have his gun for self-protection and accidentally shoot himself? Well, again, the, 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 I mean, I, it certainly is possible that the trucker who was shot didn't tell the – I guess it's possible he didn't tell the whole story, but um, – did he have a gun for something accidentally shoot himself? I, I don't – that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think what the texter is saying, you know, embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, I didn't drop my gun and shoot myself. A guy actually shot me. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, we'll I see. Think it could be. Again, the police are going to look into it. Uh, Frio Stack, auction service text line. The circle of life makes all of our differences seem so irrelevant. You know, it is a good point. It, it, it's a good point. I mean, we – we nitpick and fight every single day here on this show and elsewhere, and sometimes just step back and say, you know, what's what are we doing here? You know, why don't to quote somebody? Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> you know, just just enjoy your kids, enjoy your family, and um, have a drink. You know, um, yeah, someone's got to turn this whole I four seventy thing into politics. The real panic shouldn't be four seventy and shooters; it should be Joe Biden and Trump are your candidates. And you think RFK Jr. is nuts? Well, I do think RFK Jr. is nuts. Okay. Uh, let's see. One more off the Frio Stack uh, Oxen Service text line. Better read this because it begins with Howard Forgive Me. Luke Bryan or Luke Combs with Tracy Chapman? I don't know. I didn't see it. I I thought uh, said I thought he said Luke, Luke Bryan. I, I believe. I, I thought that's what you Brad said, said. Luke Bryan, and I think he said yes. And I think that's what Brad, Brad said. I, I'll have to check. I Again, I saw... Some of my Facebook friends said it was a really neat duet with uh, Tracy Chapman, and I thought it was Luke Bryan. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, but I, you know, I, I, that's what I, I think that's right. I could be wrong. Uh, although the texter says it was Luke Combs. Okay. All right. We might have had our Bryans. Uh. Combs. And now John McCabe tells me it's Combs. Coombs. All right. So it was not Luke Bryan. So I was wrong. <laughs> 
So my legacy is I'll be wrong about ah, I messed the up Tracy a lot, Chapman didn't duet. <laughs> Let's squeeze Dan in. Dan is here. Good morning, Dan. For the love of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, keep Teddy away from the TV during the Super Bowl. <laughs> do you wonder why? Do you wonder why she matched up with the team in red? Huh? You might ask that question. What's red got to do with it, yeah, Dan? I, I don't. I don't get that, Dan. That, that's the universal color of lunaticia. What's going to happen is these children are going to be watching the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah. They're going to be sucked through the TV and taken up on a spaceship oh. up to another another planet. See, people aren't looking at it the way I look at it. Oh, it's man. a danger. This is national security. Okay. We need to get NASA. We need to get everybody. We need to get the Space Force involved. Children like Taylor Swift. Yes. She's going to suck them through the TVs, and then yes. they're gone. They're going to go into the TV and go up into space or something. To Lunatikia, yeah. Hey, Dan, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. What do you think about the idea we talked about last hour of um, to, to, to combat global warming, they want to put up giant umbrellas in space to prevent the sun from getting down to Earth? What do you think about that idea? I don't know. Um, I think that uh, what they need to do is focus on California and send them raincoats. Thanks, Dan. All right, Dan. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Don't worry about global warming. Send the California <laughs> raincoats. That'll be all right. And did I get that right? So what's the red? What do you talk about the red? What's he? Well, I, you know, he says that's a color for, I guess, if you don't have all your marbles, Howard. Okay. And so the concern is that Taylor Swift will attract kids to watch the Super Bowl. Using that opportunity with the red. And then they're going to suck, going to suck up all the kids. Howard. Into the TV. And I don't know where they're going after that. <laughs> I love you, Dan. Uh, 304-232-8255. It is the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. And here's a note from the text line. Dan, talk radio at its best. <laughs> I almost hate to say, I mean this sincerely, I almost hate to say this. Do you know what Teddy watched this weekend? What did Ted watch? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Ah, so young Teddy is a Swifty. He is a Swifty. Yeah, he watched the whole movie, and uh, my I, I wasn't with him when he did it, but my my son says he sat, sat enamored watching the whole movie, which is that her recent concert. Well, maybe the Dan Tour. has something to that. How? Could be. He wasn't wearing red, was he? I don't know. I'm gonna be careful. Check on that, Nancy. Check and see what Jason or Teddy is wearing, and we, he shouldn't be wearing red when they suck him into the TV. And oh my God. I want to talk about the streetscape coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses. And we are all moving forward together. We are here for you. The Health Plan. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. 
But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. folks, Bob, you think, understand what it means to be Mrs. Robinson. Understand what that means, you know. Oh, she's a Mrs. Robinson. I mean, it stuck with me since the very first time I watched that movie. Are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Oh, man, I'll, ne- I'll take that one to the grave with me because I've been warped. I mean, it touched me. It, 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 I was probably 10 years old. I mean, it made a difference in my life. Uh, but I, I don't know. They don't. You don't hear that term a lot. No. I, I saw it was on a show it might have been NCIS or something where the term came up and you could see that the the younger folks didn't know Mrs. What? Ro- who? Mrs. Robinson who is that you know I mean to folks of our age that that brings up an immediate image and Im- that means something immediately Mrs. Robinson well, you older know, that, woman that was the 60s Howard I think it was a lot more scandalous then I mean yeah. it's pretty pretty much out there they call them themselves MILFs these yeah, days that's right now they're MILFs or they're cougars or or whatever what was interesting is that um who played? Um, who played her? Uh, who played Mrs. Robinson? Anne Br- Bancroft. Anne Bancroft and Dustin Hoffman were really only a few years different in actual age, but she was the older woman seducing the younger man. The reality is they were really not that much different uh, in age. Frio Stack Auction Service text line referencing Dan's call that uh, Taylor Swift is going to suck people into the TV at Super Bowl time and send them off into space or something. Quote: I would say Dan is probably dressed in red every day of his life. Danny sounded a little wacky there today. Yeah, well, hey, bless his heart. <laughs> Listen, we've got actual scientists who want to put umbrellas in space to protect us from global warming, so maybe Dan's not that far off. I want to take a minute or two to talk really quickly about the streetscape because um, 
Everybody complains about it, and it's going to go on for a long time more. But we learned this weekend, really good news, Main Street paving right in front of our building is going to be moved up to June of this year. So only a handful of months from now, they're going to finish Main Street. Um, at one point, that was going to be a year away. So they're going to uh, finish up the underground work that's being done there, the storm sur work, the fiber optics, and all those kind of things. They're getting ready to button that up now. And then by June, they'll be paving Main Street. And I guess the barrels will be gone, and it'll be like a real road once again. And, and that'll be a big help, you know, because, again, we, we talk about it, that is the gateway here to come to, to Wheeling with, with the summertime and all the festivals. If, if that part is fixed, Howard, That'll go a long way unless they decide to sightsee and, and travel throughout the, the city. But uh, that, that'll be good news. Yeah. June, yeah, that'll be good. The Main Street paving is now slated for June. It'll run the entire length of downtown, 9th Street to 16th Street. Uh, they'll pave the road, install the landscaping, all new um, streetlights, signage, all that kind of stuff. And the Main Street part will be done by June. Now, they caveat, and it's a fair caveat, it, assuming the weather holds, they don't have a terrible weather delay of some kind. They still have to, all of that underground work has to be finished before they can do the paving. But this is really good news. It is good news. Any news that they'll be able to get out the tunnel or not, or is that still going to be screwed up? Howard? No, word on the tunnel. No, <laughs> no word on the tunnel. I think I told you the other day, I went through the tunnels. Uh, I mentioned earlier this morning, my eyes are still a little bit of a problem. I have to sometimes wear sunglasses. I went into that tunnel with sunglasses on. I was like a blind man. I was I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, I hope I don't run into anything because that tunnel was so dark and so bad, and you put sunglasses on, nothing. It was just, I'm hoping the car is pointed straight and gets me to the light again. What a mess it is. It, it, but that's really good news because you and I, I mean, we're conscious on how that looks for out-of-towners. And, uh, you know, June getting started to, for all the, the festival season that it is, that, that's great news, Howard. And, you know, I mean, I, just today our guest, Rebecca Kiger, coming in shortly here, um, you know, I, when I have guests come in the studio now, i got to explain to them, you got to be careful, look for a break in the barrels, you know, everything's a mess outside. If you if you miss it, you're going to have to go around the block and up down the lane H or whatever. It's, you know, it'll be good to have it done. Again, June is the predicted time. Could, could be a little bit later depending on bad weather, but it looks like things are going to be done uh, on Main Street. Now, the, the rest of it, still the side streets, Market Street is still, you know, under construction. But Main Street paving will be done by be in June as well as all the other things. And so I guess that means probably by, certainly by the 4th of July, if we figure it takes maybe a couple of weeks to do all the work, by the 4th of July, we could have, it could be done. We could have a beautiful gateway to town. That's my vision, Howard. Uh, I think it'll be exciting. Uh, and that's then that's really good news. And that's really good news, indeed. All right, just about 9 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It was a year ago, a year and a couple of days ago, that uh, the train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, Toxic chemicals uh, let out into the air. A lot of great concern at the time. And then we all, not all, but many of us kind of let it fade away. But it hasn't faded away. We'll talk about that next hour right here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Mm-hmm.